This week's Parsha, Parshas Miketz, is a continuation of the story, or the saga, of Yosef and his brothers. Um, whereas in last week, in Parshas Vayeshev, the brothers sell Yosef, um, and ultimately Yosef is brought down to Mitzrayim, and there he's in prison, first he's a servant, then he's imprisoned. In this week's Parsha, Yosef is taken out of prison, and he deciphers Pari's dreams, and he's elevated to be the Mishnah Lamelech, the Viceroy, right under Paroi, over the entire Mitzrayim. And then it's in this week's Parsha that the brothers, the ten brothers, that is, come down to Mitzrayim, um, and they're coming to get, uh, to buy food for their families, and also to search for Yosef. And they actually meet Yosef, though they don't recognize him in this week's Parsha, and Yosef gives them a hard time, and that's where the Parsha ends. And in next week's Parsha is where Yosef reveals his identity to them, and then sends them quickly back up to his father, who ultimately is going to come down to Mitzrayim and be reunited with his beloved son Yosef. And that's, in very, very short order, um, the story, the saga of Yosef and his brothers as he sold and then ultimately reunited with his brothers and father. This story is perhaps one of the greatest examples in the Torah of a story that's happening and so many different um, things are going on. In other words, it's happening on so many levels or for so many different reasons. Um, on the one hand, the fact that the brothers sell Yosef is a sin on their part and something that they are punished for and Klal Yisrael in later generations carries the brunt of that sin and therefore punishment um, really through, uh, through history. So on the one hand, there's a sinful act that happens here. On the other hand, this act has to happen um, for a number of reasons. Yosef has to be sold. Yosef had to be punished for certain behaviors that he had that Rashi talks about in the beginning of last week's Torah portion, a certain level of arrogance or whatever it was. And therefore, this, this sale had to happen as a punishment to him. Um, on another level, Yaakov had to be punished uh, because Yaakov was separated from his father, Yitzchak, for 22 years and could not perform Kibbut Ava'im, honoring his parents for 22 years, and therefore his favorite son has to be separated from him for 22 years. So this has to happen on Yaakov's behalf for a certain uh, punishment that Yaakov needs. On a much bigger scale, all this is really leading to the ultimate exile in Mitzrayim, which was already promised to Avram Avinu hundreds of years earlier. Um, we're told that we're going to descend to Mitzrayim and be there for servitude for many years, and then we'll go out of there, and then we'll get receive the Torah or receive Eretz Yisrael. So the same thing is happening, and so many different reasons and needs are being um, fulfilled and being covered. And everyone, the story is happening for everyone on their level and for reasons that are necessary for them. And that's just a, it stands as an ultimate example for the way Hashem runs this world where events happen and affect so many different people in different ways and every person who is affected by whatever event happens is for a specific and unique reason that that person has to go through that um, and it's all for a greater picture and that's just the, the amazing orchestrations of Hashem in this amazing world that He runs so many times in ways that are beyond our ability to understand and recognize, and yet in hindsight, when we look at it like a story as we look in the Torah, everything falls into place, again, in Hashem's perfect plan. This understanding that this story was happening and multiple different needs were being met and being taken care of helps us understand an interesting um, 
an interesting point in the story, which can be very perplexing. And that is, why did Yosef not ever reach out to his father and tell him, I'm alive? Yosef knew how much his father loved him. And without a doubt, um, understood how much pain his father was in that he didn't see him all of these years. So the first years when Yosef was a servant or when he was a prisoner, perhaps he didn't have the ability. But later, when Yosef is a viceroy, for, for nine years, he's a viceroy in Mitzrayim. He can do whatever he wants, and yet he doesn't send a letter, a, a messenger, um, and definitely doesn't visit. No, no way does he let his father know. Why did Yosef not let his father know? That's an obvious question. Um, which leads to another question. How is it that for 22 years, none of the Shvatim, none of the tribes, had a feeling to do tshuva, to repent, and to tell their father, you know, this is what happened, and Yosef is alive. And suddenly, 22 years later, all of them are willing to repent, and all of them go down to Mitzrayim to look for Yosef and to redeem Yosef, and suddenly everyone has this miraculous change of heart. How is it that 10 brothers all miraculously have a change of heart 22 years later? No one thinks about it earlier. No one thinks about it in the middle. 22 years later, everyone changes their heart. Something is very odd here. And the Rebbe explains it by looking at a Rashi. In Macar- at MacArthur Airport, it is... Excuse me. The Rebbe explains it by looking at a Rashi in last week's Parsha. And Rashi says that Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov's father, was also still alive at the time. And Yitzchak Avinu was a tremendous tzaddik and definitely had Ruach HaKadosh, divine inspiration, and he knew that Yosef was alive, why didn't he tell Yaakov? So the question just gets, keeps, on, keeps on expanding here. Why didn't Yosef tell Yaakov? Why did none of the Shvatim tell Yaakov? Why did Yitzchak not tell Yaakov? And Rashi says something very interesting. He says when the Shvatim, when the brothers sold Yosef, they made a pact amongst themselves. Nobody is going to tell our father. And then they included Hashem in that pact. And that's why Hashem didn't tell Yaakov. So Yitzchak says, well, if Hashem doesn't want to tell, should I tell? That's what Rashi says. And, and that obviously is again very perplexing. What does it mean they included Hashem in their pact? Um, did the, were the brothers able to tell Hashem what to do? If Hashem doesn't want to be part of the pact, he doesn't have to be. What does it mean they included Hashem in the pact? And the way the Rebbe explains it is the following. The brothers sold Yosef for whatever reasons they felt at that time was necessary. But they realized that it's very likely that one or two or three of them would have a change of heart and decide to tell Yaakov. And therefore they made a pact. And the pact was the following. They said, we are not going to tell our father that this happens unless and until Hashem indicates to us that he wants our father to know. We're leaving this in Hashem's hands. We're doing it. We think right now we're doing the right thing. If any of us are to change our minds, we are saying that we are not going to change this decision until we have some type of a simon, some type of sign of Hashem, that the time has come for Yaakov, for our father, to know about Yosef's whereabouts. And that's why Yitzchak says, well, and Hashem never gave them that sign. So for 22 years, none of the Shvat and none of the brothers told their father. Yitzchak Avinu was watching on the sidelines, and he says, listen, Hashem still didn't give the sign. That means Hashem must have his own reason for what's going on here. And Yosef Atzadik in Mitzrayim is having the same thoughts. He also knew about this pact. And he also knew that Hashem, that the brothers had said that when Hashem will give the sign, that's when we are going to let our father know. And that's why None of the Shvatim ever told their father. That's why Yosef Atzadik never told his father. That's why Yitzchak never told his son. What changes? What changes in this week's Parsha? And here we go to another Rashi. Before Yaakov sends his sons down to Mitzrayim, the Pasuk says, Vayar Yaakov ki yesh shever 
On a simple level, that means that Yaakov knew or heard that there's food in Mitzrayim. Says Rashi, what did Yaakov see? The words of the Pasuk are, Vayar Yaakov. Yaakov saw there was food in Mitzrayim. He didn't see it. If anything, he heard about it. Rashi says that this Pasuk is telling us something else. Yaakov saw something with divine inspiration with Ruach HaKodesh. At some level of Ruach HaKodesh, Yaakov says, there's something in Mitzrayim that I have there. I need to send my sons to Mitzrayim. There's something there for me. Hashem didn't tell him exactly what, but he had a premonition that there's something there. Once Yaakov tells his sons, I've had some level of premonition that I have something in Mitzrayim, the sons received their sign. They knew that now Hashem has indicated his desire that Yaakov should be told that the that this story has to come to an end and Yaakov has to be reunited. And now all ten sons, all ten brothers go together to Mitzrayim with a quest. We are going now to fulfill the mission that this sign indicated the time is ripe for. We're going to find Yosef. And as soon as Yosef sees the brothers coming to him and Yosef looking for him and the brothers looking for him, Yosef sees, oh, the sign must have been given. And therefore Yosef, in the next parsha, tells his brothers, go tell my father that I'm alive. And all of this comes to a close. And this is all based on that initial understanding, that we understand that every story has so many different multiple layers of what's behind it. And the Shvatim understood that. And therefore the Shvatim, when they did this, they said, we are going to change. We are going to let our father know as soon as we get the sign from heaven. And Hashem, for his reasons that no one else knew, the Shvatim didn't know Yitzchak, yeah, Yosef, but Hashem, for his reasons, who's orchestrating all events, waited for those 22 years. And it's at this point that he gives the sign. And therefore everyone jumps into action in order to very quickly, and um, again, in the beginning of this coming week's Parsha, Yaakov is uh, reunited with his son Yosef. And of course, this is a tremendous lesson to us, both on a level of always understanding that whatever happens, whatever happens, even if things that happen sometimes based on poor decisions of people, even sinful decisions, it's all part of a greater plan, Hashem's plan, in running, in running the world. And at the same time, we also have to be open to signs of Hashem when it's time for us to act and do something right. When we get a sign, uh, not to tarry, not to uh, waste any time, but we get a symbol, something, uh, some type of a uh, symbol that we're able to uh, grow in a certain area, accomplish something new, accomplish something else, to be able to act on positive signs from heaven as well and to fulfill our missions in this world. Have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful end of Hanukkah.